Hey everyone, in case you haven't noticed, we live in some confusing, challenging, and changing times. It sure isn't easy following Jesus in 2023. How can we stay grounded in our faith, stay true to biblical convictions, and become more like Christ all the while speaking the truth in love with the lost and hurting around us? This is Real Christian Talk with Pastor Steve. Welcome, and thank you for joining me on this episode of Real Christian Talk. What does it really look like to give one's heart to Jesus? How are Christians supposed to be able to effectively meet and minister to people who are different than us, who will not understand Christian language, Christian theology? And why do Christians have such a hard time with not attacking their own? All of these things recently came to mind when hearing about the news of the recent baptism video posted by Kat Von D and the backlash that she received from some supposed Christians on social media. Hearing her testimony, examining her life story, and hearing her heart that is grieving over the backlash that she has received from those who supposedly claim to follow the very same Savior, Jesus Christ, raise very important questions and issues that all of us who truly love the Lord need to consider. I wanted to begin this episode by reading a poignant scripture from 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees, For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. That passage of scripture really gets to the core of what kept coming to mind as I was hearing Kat Von D share her testimony of coming to faith in Jesus. If you're not familiar with Kat Von D, I myself was not either until just a few weeks ago. Last October, just a few weeks ago, Kat Von D posted a video on her social media of her getting baptized. And suddenly I was hearing headlines in Christian media about this news and how incredible it was. I wondered, well, just who is Kat Von D? So I watched her baptism video and it was this beautiful, well done, put together uh, video that really captured in such a beautiful and artistic way uh, this moment of, of, of this woman getting baptized and uh, proclaiming her faith in Jesus. And and throughout the sanctuary, there were a lot of people that you could tell were there to support her. And they were dressed uh, with dark clothing and had tattoos all over themselves and and, <laughs> and dark hair. And, and you would think that the, they were about to film a, a goth music video. And yet they were there supporting their friend and they were there happy and they were there celebrating the news of this woman getting baptized, of this moment of her getting baptized. So I really thought it was beautiful and I thought it was awesome. And so I looked into who Kat Von D is and Kat Von D was uh, a regular celebrity tattoo artist that was featured on a TV show a few years ago called LA Inc. And since then, she's been well-known for her tattooing as well as for uh, music and art and all kinds of other things that she does. And apparently, she had started making waves just a few years earlier with her persona of being part of the goth world and also of being involved with uh, you know, certain aspects of, of New Ageism, witchcraft, and, and other things, though she would say that 
any involvement of her into things like the occult and witchcraft were were hyper sensationalized for headlines but she did post a video a few years ago where she announced to the world that she was getting rid of several books from her private library that included literature that had to do with those things that had to do with new age practices that had to do with witchcraft and uh, anything that was kind of in that vein. And she did so officially because she said, quote, I'm now in search of love and light. So she posted this video a few years back and then just a few weeks ago posted a video where she was baptized and she didn't have some statements. She didn't have some uh, major blog or, or major blurb on, on her social media. She just she just posted the video with a, a cross emoji. And there were a lot of comments and a lot of waves, a lot of news that was made uh, because, wow, Kat Von D is now saying that she's a Christian. And so I thought it was awesome. I thought it was great. And I was excited for her. But then in the next few weeks, apparently on the comments of social media, and again, I will say this, social media is both a great tool, but it also can be a powerful weapon. And unfortunately, I believe social media has done, in many ways, more harm than good. Because while it was a tool that I think could, on the one hand, bring us together, bridge gaps, help foster dialogue, it can also be used as a mechanism to hurt people with our words. It makes it easier for people to shout instead of to listen. And it makes it far easier to attack others behind a screen that you would never say to them in person. And so apparently there was a backlash and there were several negative critical comments made on Kat Von D's social media. And so she actually filmed a video uh, addressing this backlash that she had received. And as I watched her video, it was uh, sad, but not totally surprising. And, I, and that in itself is a tragic commentary. And in the video, she talks about how she had gotten a lot of, a lot of, a lot of praise. She had gotten a lot of, of positive comments um, from, you know, from many, uh, both in the Christian and non-Christian world for her announcing that by the baptism, she clearly was, was announcing to the world that she was now a follower of Jesus. But she also addressed the fact that she got some hurtful things said to her, and it was not really from the crowd she was expecting to hear it from. She did not get nearly the kind of backlash from her fans, most of whom are not Christians, from atheists, from non-believers, but rather from supposed Christians. Uh, some that were questioning whether it was a genuine uh, baptism. Uh, some that were, that were criticizing her for, oh, if you really say you're a Christian, then why do you still dress gothic? Um, and all kinds of other hurtful comments, judgmental comments. She said, quote, it was just really sad to see this like critical display of judgments from Christians. And she, you know, talks about how it makes it even harder for her as she is trying to share Jesus with many non-Christians in her sphere of influence, including her, her husband. And she's been public about the fact that her husband supports her following Jesus and even attends church with her, but he himself is not yet a Christian. And she talked almost with tears in a subsequent uh, podcast that she did with Ali Stuckey, who she shared her testimony with that 
All of this backlash that she received from some supposed Christians only makes her work harder in trying to share Jesus and show Jesus with her own husband as well as with those around her. And I was really, I have to say, so the pastor in me was angry at the treatment that she had received. Um, as she said, I, I can't believe that we still judge a book by its cover in 2023. And again, that it came from those who she was expecting the most encouragement, the most support to be from would be from others who claim to follow Jesus. But instead, she felt attacked uh, mainly. Most of the negative comments she got was from professing Christians. And there is a tendency uh, among professing Christians to, to shoot our own wounded. I mean, that is a fact, and that is a sad commentary in the state of evangelical Christianity, and I do think that that uh, is only heightened by social media, by Christians that uh, only surround themselves with an echo chamber of encouraging, supporting, affirming voices that tell you what you want to hear, what you want to believe. You know, if you haven't seen it yet, you should see it. This documentary called The Social Dilemma talks about how the algorithms in our phones and on social media apps specifically are tailored to zero in on your views, your viewpoint, your likes, your interests, so that your phone and social media and all the apps are constantly feeding you with things that you want to hear, things that you already believe, things that line up with your presuppositions and your worldview. And what has emerged is our society now has different sets of reality for different groups of people. And we have heightened tribalism now. And all of that has produced a very unhealthy environment for not just Christians, but across our nation and our society. And the effect it's having, I believe, especially on Christians, is it's making it harder for us, for us to build bridges and makes it easier to burn them instead. And see, the Bible tells us in Colossians that we should walk wisely toward outsiders, meaning those outside the faith of Jesus, and that we should have our speech be gracious, but seasoned with salt so that we may know how to answer each person. So it's important for us as believers as we seek to help show and share the gospel of Jesus with non-believers, to walk in wisdom, to have grace and truth, to build bridges instead of burning them, to speak the truth in love, to be gentle, Paul said to Timothy, even with those who are opponents, so that they may come to repentance and faith in Christ. But sadly, that is not what is happening right now. That is not often what is happening. It still happens. But unfortunately, the noise of social media and the noise that is made and that is heightened thanks to social media uh, and thanks to the culture and the environment in which we live makes it so that the stereotype of Christians today is that we are far more about burning bridges than, than building them. And we have lost the art of dialogue. We have lost the art of listening. We have lost the art of being able to effectively uh, build loving bridges with people that we <clears throat> that we mean to reach. And that is a sad commentary on things. And that is a sad commentary on the direction in which we have gone as a society, but also as the church. 
And so this whole thing that happened to Kat Von D is, is a reminder. Now, let's let's be clear. <clears throat> I do believe that some of the people that have spoken so critically um, and that have been so judgmental are not really true saved Christians. There's a lot of people that profess to follow Jesus Christ, and they're not really truly following Jesus Christ. If you have uh, a relationship with Jesus Christ how you could be callous and cold and judgmental and self-righteous to someone who is telling the world, hey, I now follow Jesus. That is anathema to me. That is absolutely a complete contradiction of everything that it means to follow Jesus. And you should reread the Gospels and reread how Jesus reached out to and and associated with uh, the very kinds of people that with our self-righteous judgmental lens, we look down on and think, well, we're better than they are. Well, Paul said, but for the grace of God, there go I. Paul said that Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. Paul said that he was raised up purposefully and saved and shown grace so that he might be an example to others as an example of the recipient of God's patience and grace so that others can come to know and follow Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul, who wrote most of our New Testament, was a murderer of Christians, was a persecutor of Christians, and he also did not receive a very warm welcome from the Church of Jesus Christ at first. So this is a problem that even predates social media and the tribalism and all the issues that we now deal with as evangelical Christians in America. But still, I believe this this whole incident and what's happened with Kat Von D should be a reflection, inflection point for us as believers in Christ. Because our heart should be that of God's heart, which is for all to come to faith in Christ. Jesus said, I'm throwing a feast, I'm throwing a party, and I want everyone to show up. He said, I want my invite to go out to everyone. Go into the highways and byways and compel them to come in. We should want everyone to come into the doors of God's house and to join God's family. And if they happen to be covered with tattoos, if they happen to have nose rings and things that that sometimes some aspects of Christian culture still would say, oh, well, they must not really know Jesus, simply by judging by their outward appearance. If, if, if we look at some that have dark hair and long fingernails and dress with dark clothing, and we automatically say, oh, well, they must not know Jesus. You know, Kat Von D herself said, I am not going to fit a stereotypical Christian aesthetic uh, as to what, you know, how I'm going to conduct myself and how I'm going to be. And we fall into the same trap that the prophet Samuel did if we do that. The prophet Samuel was dispatched by God to, to go and look for the next king of Israel. And when he was there, the Bible says he looked at the sons of Jesse to see where's the new king. And he looked at their outward appearance. He said, hey, this guy's got a six pack. He must be the next king of Israel. Nope, not that one. And so he went down the line until eventually... Uh, God, you know, he, he he knows that that boy, that, excuse me, that king is not there. And so Samuel says to Jesse, well, is this all your sons? And he's like, well, you couldn't want David. I mean, he's the runt of the litter. He He's the youngest. He's out in the back tending the sheep. And of course, as soon as he sees David, that's when God says, you see, you are falling into the trap. You are falling into the trap of uh, looking at outward appearance and judging by that rather than looking at the heart. And that's what I do. I look at the heart. And see, that's what we all should do. 
Um, we should care about people's hearts and and not the way they dress particularly or or, or uh, the kind of music they like or uh, any of those 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 things that suddenly sadly we uh, we make so many judgment calls on now if you would watch Kat Von D's interview that she just recently did with Ali Stuckey where she shares her uh, her testimony her heart her journey uh, it is very clear that her journey to Christ is genuine she talks about how she was raised in the church by strict uh, parents. Um, she talks about how she rebelled against that. She went into the world. She talks about how she she uh, experimented with different crutches in life, basically, you know, um, various things to try and find answers to life's deep questions. And and uh, in the end, she was still miserable. And she recognized that her Christian friends, though not perfect, had something that she wanted. And she's actually been a Christian for uh, several years now, a few years. She faithfully attends a Baptist church. She has a deep love for scripture and wanting to learn more of God's word. She loves to, she, her, her statement about worship was so profound that, that, and so mature that, uh, you know, you would think that she's been walking with Jesus for a long, long time. She said, I don't think worship's a concert. It's, it's not about that for me. I'm, I'm singing to Jesus when I worship and, you know, she said so many things and, and she just shared her heartfelt journey and it just, it, it, my spirit truly bore witness with hers that she truly uh, has given her heart to Christ and loves Jesus. And she said, I'm on fire for Jesus. And my biggest my biggest concern when I heard about everything that she had gone through in terms of backlash that she had recently received is that the enemy would use that to try and dissuade her from following Christ. Because unfortunately, as has been the case at times, uh, professing Christians can do a lot of damage to the name of Christ. Um, you know, it's been said, Gandhi once said that, you know, I like your Christ. I don't like your Christians. They're so unlike your Christ. And that is a sad, again, sad commentary because the word Christian and the name Christian came in the book of Acts when the followers of Jesus were known for turning the world upside down for Jesus. And they were given the name as a mockery intended to insult the Christian community, but it really was a compliment because the word Christian basically means I'm a miniature uh, reflection of Jesus. I'm a miniature Christ. And that is what we are all called to be. And as God enters our hearts uh, through his spirit, when we give our hearts to Jesus Christ, he begins that work inwardly of transforming our lives. And, and that's something Kat Von D herself, you know, talked about is that, you know, Christianity is about an inward transformation, not about her style of dress or uh, whether she's into goth or not, or whether she, she has uh, her hair dyed black or, or whether she still has a tattoo on. Uh, that is not, that's not the fruits of the spirit that the Bible talks about. Uh, she said that some were trying to quote to her, well, you know, uh, tree is recognized by its fruit. And yes, that is true. Over time, as we uh, follow Jesus, he begins that inward transformation that will lead to outward manifestation. But the fruits that Jesus is referring to are is our lifestyle. It's our life choices. It's the way we treat others. It's the way we love God, love our neighbor, and love ourselves. That's the fruits of the Spirit 
that Jesus is referring to. And if we're going to get hung up on uh, <laughs> someone's style of dress, or we're going to get hung up on what kind of music genre they're into and think that that's what it is, well, then you seriously need to be reacquainted with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And furthermore, furthermore, recognize this. The body of Christ is meant to be diverse, a diverse family, a diverse body. We are not to conform to the pattern of this world, certainly. But if you look at Revelation and look at what the Bible says heaven's going to look like, the Bible says that heaven is going to be filled with people of every tribe, every language, every ethnicity, every race, waving palm branches, proclaiming and worship salvation belongs to our God, worthy is the Lamb who is slain. Uh, we are not all going to look the same. We are not all going to have the same stylistic preferences. We are not all going to have the same interests. We are not all going to have the same gifts. We're not all going to have the same personalities. That's part of why often there is church drama, there is church conflicts, because we are different. And yet, when we are different yet unified to focus on what matters most, which is getting to know Jesus and helping others to do the same, well, then we can serve the King of Kings in a way that Satan can't stop. But that's why the enemy spends so much time trying to get us to be divided over the ways in which God has made us different instead of be unified and focused on the ways in which we can use our gifts Use our backgrounds, use our personalities, use our stylistic preferences, use the, the paths that God has put us in life and use it to further his kingdom and his glory, being one in heart and one in mind for the defense of the gospel. And Kat Von D has a unique platform to be able to show Jesus and share Jesus with people that I know I can't because I don't. Uh, dress the way she does because I didn't have the kind of background she did because I wasn't a celebrity on LA Inc. You know, because I didn't have this very public persona of being involved with these things. And now God's changed me and saved me so that I, I can now use that platform I gained from that persona to help point others to Christ. But one of the things I admire about Kat Von D is also she said, look, I'm not going to be uh, shouting uh, about my faith. I'm not going to be, you know, one of those kind of people that's going to be making statements and sharing opinions on different things all the time or, or any of that. And I respect that. You know, I do as an evangelical pastor, I do use social media and the tools and the platforms to try and, and, and share Jesus, but I do it in a different way. But here's the thing. Um, my way of evangelism, we are called to preach the gospel to all creation. But the ways in which we do that certainly will involve verbally sharing the message of Jesus. Absolutely. But the way I come about doing that, the way I come across doing that, will be different and is going to be different for all of us. And some of that depends, again, on your gifts, your personality, your station in life. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 7, let's, let's live out the life that God has assigned to us you know, for his glory. And so all of us will have different places, different platforms, different spheres of influence that we can use for Jesus. And the truth is, we need more Kat Von D's to come to Christ and to come to, to come to Christ in faith. There's only one Kat Von D, really, but we need people like her that are that 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 have the look and the persona and the platform 
of clearly not following Christ at one time and now is following Christ and is doing it in the way that God has made her unique, in the way that God has made her to be, and in the place in life in which God has uh, called her and led her to be. We can't expect her to, you know, and this is another thing she talks about is, is that, you know, we all have to use discernment in things. Now, certainly, and she is, again, very mature in, in a lot of ways spiritually with what she said. There's black and white in the Bible. Absolutely. There are absolutely clear, okay, now that I'm following Jesus, God's word is clear on this. He is clear on that. But there are also areas where you have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit for you as to where he is taking you. The Bible absolutely says drunkenness is a sin. Absolutely. But if you are able to moderately have a glass of wine every now and then, and you're able to not, you know, uh, allow that to take away the Holy Spirit's control over you, well, that's fine. But somebody else may be triggered by that. And so for them, it's best not to drink at all. And you can see that and say that a bunch of, about a bunch of other potential scenarios. And so you have to rely on the Lord for that. But as we grow in Christ, as we continue to follow Jesus, uh, he is going to obviously transform us. And, and another thing that, that I think is important is anytime there's uh, news of a celebrity who's come to faith in Christ, you know, um, Sometimes we as Christians who maybe have been walking with the Lord for quite some time, we expect that they're going to immediately become a mature, devoted follower of Jesus. And look, the Bible says that as we grow in maturity in the Lord, we're able to discern good from evil more and more. So we're on a journey to that. Paul said even he had not yet reached the point of perfection on that journey. But one thing I do, I press on toward the goal of winning the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ. Kat Von D's on her journey. I'm on my journey. You're on your journey. God is growing us, molding us, making us, refining us as we mature in Christ. And part of that growth and that maturity and that development is going to happen uh, due to you doing your part, where you are intentionally working out your salvation with fear and trembling. But then the other angle is God doing his part as I do that, which is working in me to both will and act according to his good pleasure. So, you know, uh, spiritual growth and maturity, one, does not happen overnight. And two, is a, a, a process that all of us are on. And some of us go further and deeper in that than others. Then again, that is a two-step process. You doing your part, God doing his part. Another thing that I think is important for us as Christians to recognize is to follow the Apostle Paul's model that is so important. And that is, 1 Corinthians 9, Paul said, To the weak I became like the weak to win the weak. To the Jews who follow the law I became like one under the law that I might win them to the law. I became all things to all men so that by all possible means I might win some for Christ. I love how Paul knew his audience and he presented the message in a way that was going to connect with his audience. He did not mess with the message itself. He did not in any way minimize, sugarcoat, add to, or take away from the message of the word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ, as is, unfortunately, the habit of some and many in the evangelical world today. 
But what he did do is he was mindful of the methods he would use to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ in a way that would be effective to his audience. When Paul would go to the synagogue, he would quote from the Torah and he would help show the Jews who were waiting for the promised Messiah that Jesus was in fact the promised Messiah. When he went to the Areopagus and was presenting the gospel to the Greeks, he did not pull out the Torah. He did not quote from the Old Testament because the Greeks don't care about the Old Testament. They're not acquainted with the Old Testament. He met them where they were at. He spoke their language and he shared Jesus in a way they would understand. He pointed to nature and to aspects of the world that they would understand that there must be a God. He would quote from Greek pagan poets. It's quoted in scripture. He quoted from Greek pagan poets and he pointed that to sharing the gospel. Think about that. Sometimes we can get so caught up in knowing Christianese so well and being part of the, the Christian subculture so well that we forget that we are here not to be Amish Christians. God bless them. I admire them in so many ways, but we are not called to be closed off from the world. We are not closed to be in our own enclave. We are not called to just be a part of, of uh, an echo chamber that, that is purely one that's going to make us feel good about ourselves, but not allow our faith to be challenged, not allow our faith to be shared. God has called us and he has left us here on this earth for this time, for this purpose, to help reach people for Jesus, to share Jesus with others. And we are not going to do it in a one-size-fits-all way. Let's remember what the Reverend Billy Graham did in his evangelical crusades that he would do. When he would do crusades specifically tailored for youth, he brought in Christian rock bands like DC Talk, and he got a lot of flack for that from some in the in the Baptist world that said, oh, well, you can't do that. That's rock and roll. That's sinful. That's of the devil. And he said, they are my translators to speak to the youth of America. And I believe that all of us would do well to remember and to follow Kat Von D's example in a lot of ways with this and recognizing that, hey, she has given her heart to Jesus. She comes from a very different world, a very different background, and is part of a very different persona and culture than, than I personally am or that many of you may be as Christians. But think of the impact she can make by sharing Jesus authentically and uniquely in the way that she is wired to do so, in the way that God has gifted her to do so and of the impact she can make for Christ. Again, speaking in a language that people of that subculture will understand to help be pointed to the light and love that she has now found in Jesus Christ. And she can help build bridges with people that are hurting, that are lost, that have drifted away, and who don't feel like they can come back to church or come back to Christianity or maybe have been turned off by it, God can use her to be a bridge to help reach those people and, and show them what genuine Christianity, biblical Christianity, really looks like and, and what it's all about. And God knows we all could do the same. And the world could do with a lot more who are following the example of Kat Von D and building bridges with people instead of burning them. And I think that all of us who would say we've been walking with Jesus could take a few a few cues from Kat Von D and the way that she is handling uh, 
how to follow Jesus now. Um, because I think that all of us need to be reminded of how important it is to remember what really matters. What God looks at is the heart. To be patient with someone who says that they're now a Christian. To help build them up instead of try to tear them down. To help root for them and pray for them. She said, instead of criticizing me and criticizing uh, my faith, how about you pray for me? Pray for my husband. Christians should be doing that. We should be the, the ones above all who are rooting her on and who are saying welcome to the family. And I will say this. The majority of the comments I saw on her social media were positive. But man, we tend to remember the negative ones the most. And especially when they come from fellow Christians, it's so hurtful. Because we should know better. Because we follow Jesus. And if we follow Jesus, then we should be helping to build and encourage rather than tear down. So first, as I end this episode, I wanted to just just say to Kat Von D, um, and I doubt that you'll you'll listen to my podcast, but but I just want you to know and 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 know that we are praying for you, and we are praying for you. We're praying for your husband. We're praying for your son, for your family, uh, for your life, for your growth. Uh, praying for for the uh, Lord to uh, protect you from any of the schemes of the enemy. Uh, we're praying for you to to be able to to continue to have your territory of influence expanded, uh, that you might be able to continue. I know you said you don't want to be the poster child for Christianity, but that's kind of what the Apostle Paul said, and and look what God did with his life. and And I just want to tell you that God is already using you, and I have no doubt He's going to continue to do so. So, you're my sister in Christ. Welcome to the family. Praying for you praying for God to continue to help you uh, to focus on him. Don't be dissuaded or discouraged um, by the hurtful comments of, of some professing uh, Christians. Unfortunately, Christians are flawed, imperfect people, and uh, we're sinners saved by grace, down declared to be saints, but learning through a lifetime what it means to actually be that saint that God declares us to be. And so just please know that there are far more of us that are rooting for you than there are that are judgmental, self-righteous Pharisees. So please be encouraged, sister, and always keep your eyes on Jesus, not on anyone else. And so I want to close this episode for all of us, as I do at the end of every podcast, from 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 through 14. May you stand firm in your faith and let everything that you do be done in love. God bless.